Hey, this is Kim Davis, Editor-in-Chief at DMN, and welcome to another in our series of Spotlights on Serious Decisions. With me today, I have Jonathan Tam, who's Senior Research Director at Serious Decisions. Welcome, Jonathan. Thank you, Kim. Thanks for having me. Well, we're going to be talking about a topic of great interest, which is how to f- go about fixing what's broken with technology in B2B. And I know that's a big topic at Serious Decisions Tech Exchange this year. And Jonathan, I gather you're co-hosting Tech Exchange. Yeah, absolutely. It's an exciting event for us where we get to focus in a uh, in a setting focused completely on B2B marketing and sales technology and really just talk about some of the challenges and trends and, and, and frameworks and models that we have to help fix that and address that. And so plenty of stage time for you. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Okay, well, this is what always intrigues me about serious decisions, that you don't just talk around topics, you actually have templates and plans and recommendations for fixing things. And we're talking about the need for a fix today. So let's start off with talking about what's wrong with technology in the B2B space. What are the problems and challenges and hassles that people are facing? Yeah, I think the biggest challenge that you know our, our clients tell us is that there's just too many different options for technology out there, right? I, I've got uh, a multitude of vendors that pop up. I've got different categories that seemingly appear overnight, and I've got new capabilities and companies merging through acquisition um, that all of a sudden offer competing capabilities in areas like that. So as a marketer, as a sales tech professional, I don't know what I'm buying anymore. Or frankly, I get lost on what do I need versus what do I have. Okay, now this category question fascinates me because it's something we're all familiar with, whether we're looking at the famous landscape Mm -hmm. of vendors. Do marketers really sit down and think, now I need to check these off my list. I've got to have marketing automation. I've got to have email. I've got to have social media management. I've got to have... That that seems a crazy way to go about things. (laughs) It it does seem a crazy way. And I think intuitively, we all know we shouldn't buy like that. But it's so hard to resist the, this category popped up, do I need this category? You start to see all of the benefits of a category or a term like AI, right? This new thing called AI, where in fact artificial intelligence or machine learning has been around for a long time yes. now, right? But now all of a sudden, these vendors start to go out and push case studies and client successes, and all of a sudden you're like, hey, I want those results. Let me go buy that technology. I can't tell you how often the end of a, a year, particularly a calendar year, but anyone's fiscal year, I get a call and someone says, should I buy X technology? <laughs> And you get a lot of overlap as well because people talk about things which actually aren't technologies. You just mentioned AI, but personalization. It's not a technology. You maybe have several solutions in your stack which each do personalization in different ways. The overlap of categories is confusing as well, isn't it? Absolutely, right? So, uh, again, I may have a lot of technologies. A lot of companies have a very bloated tech stack now. I've got a lot of technology, and... Half of it I probably haven't even adopted as an organization myself. So to go out and add something on there, again, there are a lot of great personalization technologies out there. But I may have that capability as it exists already, Mm -hmm. and now I'm buying another technology, and now it might be siloed. I've got to worry about integrating the systems and the data and my processes to be able to use that effectively. That's the whole data topic. Is a, that's a big one in itself. <laughs> but let's, let's think about how to fix this because it's clear all this redundancy, this mm-hmm. um, bringing in stuff which might not work stuff with stuff you've already got. What's a completely different way of approaching this? Yeah, the way we approach buying technology now is to look at it from a business requirements standpoint, right? What are the priorities as an organization that you're trying to address? And then what are the specific business requirements within that priority that you need to solve and that technology can help you with? 
And so if you start to look at it from what am I actually trying to do and what are my goals as an organization, then I can map that into what are the available technologies that may exist out there mm -hmm. and what are the technologies that I actually have already that can solve these business requirements for me. And then I can actually make an informed decision based on is it technology A or B in my existing tech stack or do I need to go out and procure technology C to add on to that or do I have a complete gap on something that I'm trying to do and I need to go out and do something about that. So uh, while auditing your tech stack may be a good idea and may be recommended, what you're talking about really is auditing your aims, your objectives, yeah. the business outcomes you're looking for. I mean, is that a very formal process? How do people go about that? It is. So we're actually rolling out uh, a process at our, our tech exchange this November. And, and the first step is identifying what are your business objectives, right? right? What are you trying to do? From there, it's what are the different business requirements that exist underneath that objective or priority? And then it's finally mapping out the technologies with categories that can help you solve those business requirements. So one of the deliverables that I'm, I'm really excited to uh, unveil at the tech exchange uh, in a couple of our sessions here is what we're calling the MarTech or the Sales Tech Stack on a Page. Oh, interesting. Tell me more about that. Yeah, and so this, this Tech Stack on a Page uh, tool that we're re re uh, unveiling is essentially looking at the different business requirements that are needed for an objective. So if I take something like uh, account-based marketing program planning and execution. Okay. We're going to look at that as that's something that I as an organization need to achieve and do. Underneath that, there are specific business requirements, things like being able to um, deliver customized advertising or events. I need to be able to um, understand how do I reach my different audiences and target and segment them. Mm -hmm. And potentially it's things like localizing and globalizing my content based on the, um, the audience that I'm going after for my program. And so we're going to look at a list of business requirements that exist underneath program planning and execution. And then we've got this tech stack on a page which lists those out and separates them into core business requirements, business requirements that you absolutely need to do right. in order to achieve this objective, as well as extended business requirements, things that, for example, globalization, localization. If you have a global plan, you're going to need that capability. Yeah. If you have a North America-centered program, then maybe you don't. And then we'll map out the different technology categories that exist and essentially map that back to the business requirements. And when we're unveiling on this tech stack on a page to be able to have organizations fill out which technologies they currently have. Yeah. What's the adoption level? Is it something that they've just simply deployed and they're not really using it or something that's truly embraced by the organization and all their processes revolve around it? Or is it a complete gap and they don't have anything there? And that's really the output of that tech stack on a page. Let's organization see what do I need to do or how do I roadmap my technology success going forward? It's interesting. It strikes me, just thinking off the top of my head here, that this, is, this becomes a multidimensional process in the sense that you gave the example of uh, managing and executing ABM, and one of the things you need for that is the right content. Yeah. But you may have a completely different, separate business objective, which also requires content. Yeah. So you then say, okay, I need something. I, meet, I maybe need digital asset management. I need some yep. content tools. They're actually going to serve more than one. That's the subjective. Absolutely, right? So the goal of this is as you start to build out these individual tech stack on a pages for my different priorities and objectives, at some point you need to rationalize all of them yes. against the different technology categories you have because you're absolutely right, right? My digital asset management is going to be absolutely necessary for account-based marketing and program planning execution, also my content strategy or my demand marketing programs and areas like that. 
just across the organization. Okay, it's intriguing. Now, how much can we trust the categories? Because one thing I, I see from, from my perspective is that a lot of vendors, they elaborate <laughs> and develop their solutions, they add things on, and yeah. something which... I, give you an example today I was um, attending a meeting with a very well-known email marketing vendor and they were just announcing they're not only email anymore so these categories shift don't they yeah no absolutely and that's where when we look at the different categories that exist you're right categories I I could create a new category I could decide I want to be the leader in my category of one (laughs) right I could have these well-established categories what really we're using the categories as a guideline to say this is what I'm trying to achieve within this category those capabilities, you're right, may exist across multiple categories, right. which is why in this tech stack on a page, we're listing all the different categories that have those capabilities. Right? So now it's what's the market think of the different categories and how do I map that? But also as I look deeper and I do that, hey, I've got something in digital asset management and web content management. They're both doing overlapping capabilities. Now I need to assess them across each other. Okay. This clearly isn't easy, but nobody ever said it would be. Um, how do serious decisions in practical terms help businesses get to grips with this, this approach? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is we're actually rolling out a series of business requirement guides based on these different priorities that people are trying to achieve. And so we're actually taking the work out of figuring out what are the different business requirements and how do they map to technology categories and capability, capabilities. And instead saying, these are them, these are the core versus extend, and now focus on the next part of it, which is auditing your current tech stack for gaps and for overlap. And then as part of the process from there, then it's around the actual planning and the implementation and the launching of these technologies. It seems to me a lot of people need to be around the table for this. I mean, the CMO is obvious, but who else needs to be involved in this uh, evaluation? It's a great point, right? So if I go back to my account-based marketing example, right, I may have my ABM leader that's going to lead the charge on this and understanding which technologies or what that ecosystem has to look like, but they may not know all the different technologies, so they're going to have to work with their marketing ops teams, potentially sales ops, maybe even IT at some point. Mm -hmm. As you look at different priorities like customer success and this whole idea another key theme for us is the seamless buyer to customer journey when you start to look at customer success now you're bringing in again another data set right you have a customer success team a sales team a marketing team and individuals like that all again around rationalizing around these are the core business requirements for me and then again leave it to the operations folks to help analyze what technologies do i or do i not have now of course for almost anyone if not everyone they're not coming to this with a green field, with a blank slate. They've already got stuff in place. How do you get them past the fear of change, the attitude that we've got what we've got, we're going to have to make it work somehow? How do you, I guess what I'm getting towards is ROI. How do you start to show them this is actually going to benefit them? I mean, with any technology purchase, especially when you're looking across a tech stack, it's really hard to say, you know, this is the ROI with or without. We've actually got a few great client guest keynotes um, that are going to talk about how they're using, um, uh, they're using their tech stack to really punch above their weight, yeah, right? Okay. And use yeah. technology and automation to scale, right? And in absence of that, it's very hard to do it, like you said. Now, some organizations, of course, are going to say, my tech stack is my tech stack. There's yeah. nothing I can do. Right? We actually had a great example of a client a few years ago, small $150 million company that had a tremendous tech stack. And the question we said, you know, they've got about 10 different uh, technologies out there, right. that, you know, marketing automation, intent, uh, predictive, right? All of the big categories you would assume. And they said, listen, what we had to do is we had to take a, a fine line 
with our, our, our event strategy and mm-hmm. the rest of our marketing budget, right? And so we need to make concessions somewhere to be able to afford technology, which is going to allow us to scale. But to your point, to be able to prove that out, I need to understand what are the business requirements, what are the objectives I'm trying to do, and then tie my technology strategy to that. That's very logical. It's a problem which isn't going to be fixed soon, but this seems to be a great way to start looking at it. Absolutely. I wish this was an overnight problem (laughs) that we could solve. I think we would all be making a lot more money if we could solve this technology problem uh, with a snap of our finger here. Um, But at the end of the day, we have to start. We need to reframe our mindset into saying, what am I trying to do with technology? And then figure out, how do I use technology? What do I have and how do I Versus, let me just go out and buy technology to solve a problem. Okay, a great message. Our listeners will be taking this home and thinking about it. Thank you, Jonathan, very much. Thank you, Kim, for having me.